50! Everybody, welcome back. We are back from from hiatus, <laughs> and so are you. Yes, though we can't talk right now. Exactly. I'm Scott. And I am Scott Duarte on this end, Chanel on that. Welcome back, everyone. It's been a while. Yep. Uh, been a few months. Uh, summer was break like was weeks. good. was oh, long. Almost, yeah, it'll be October by the time this goes out. So. Yeah. Youch. I know. They missed us. You missed us, didn't you? Surprised that we're back. Exactly. That they didn't pull us. <laughs> They can't. I am they. <laughs> so, uh, news. any news? Oh, news. 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 <laughs> Not really. Well, we've got to get our money's worth out the bumper, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, nothing major. The It's still hot as uh, really hot here and i was really hoping for a break in temperature by the time i got back down so um oh i got some news okay news well since the um it's the start of the semester again um in well probably three weeks time maybe four weeks time my class will start rolling out the video podcast yay cool Where, where can people find that they can find that at www.eslstudentpublications.com or go and Google, uh, not Google, uh, YouTube, uh, K-G-U-I-E-S-A. Cool. And all of them will come up. Will show up. Excellent, excellent. So yeah. all of last semesters are I'll, up now. I'll have some uh, I'll have some student audio up within the next couple of weeks. Uh, I don't remember the address, but I'm sure I'll talk about it again later on. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so the students did real a nice job with their audio podcast last semester. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what they're gonna do next time. Yeah, and I, I'm excited. I got uh, new, bigger, better equipment. Nice. Uh, for the students yes. in my office. You got a huge screen, barely fits on that thing. <laughs> I need to there's get a like new a computer, computer table. Yeah, there's like a computer rack, and the screen takes up the whole thing. And then it's plugged into this little bitty mini. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, all right. Um, well, let's roll right. Let's uh, first emails. Okay, you can reach me at Scott Duarte, S C O T T D U A R T E, all one word, all lowercase. At education dot org. Or <laughs> it's been a long time. Yes, and my email is Scott S C O T T at education dot org. That's E D G Y C A T I O N dot O R G. And if you're looking for the website, it's the same address uh dot dot org. See, I'm getting right back into the 
roll of things. So it takes um, a little while, but yes. We will be having a contest starting next week. Ooh, ooh. So we have some stuff to give away. Ooh, ooh. Edgy swag. Ooh, ooh. So uh, tune in next week. <laughs> I can't you'll find wait. Out what it is exactly. So uh, we got a guest. Oh, we have a guest for the big fifty show. Yay! Let's do uh, uh, pretend guest music. Oops. Oops. That wasn't it. <laughs> okay, well, that was Ooh. the most exciting guest music I guess I've ever had. But I know I'm touched. I'm touched. There you go. So, first, uh, what's your name? Marcos Benavides. Marcos Benavides, welcome Another, to... Another uh, professor, a colleague of ours yep. at Cantagada University. Welcome to education, or the edgy... TESOL. TESOL cast thing. <laughs> Thank you for having me. So, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I've been teaching in Japan for uh, going on nine years now. Uh, I'm originally from Canada. I, I was on the JET program for a couple of years, and then uh, went back home, did a master's, and now I've been teaching at university since I've come back. Cool. Where have you been teaching in Japan? Uh, in Okinawa, actually. I've only been in uh, outside of Okinawa for one year. Uh, I was in Okinawa for seven-ish. Um, first on jet, like I said, and then... Were uh, you on jet in Okinawa? Yeah, that's how okay, I originally cool. made my way over here. Yeah. Um, Little known fact, my brother was born in Okinawa. No kidding. Really? That's cool. No, I lied. No, he was, actually. <laughs> Very Back cool. in the day. So, Dad yeah, was it's, in a, it's a wonderful place. Uh, I, I miss it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just as hot here, though. So. It's actually hotter here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went to, in, and you know, as you know, I went to Hawaii last weekend to cool down a bit because yeah, yeah. it's so hot here. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Why were you in Hawaii? I was at, a T, at the TBLT 2007 conference, which is Task Based Language Teaching. Uh, Tomato Bacon Lettuce Association. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those hard to remember ones, but uh, yeah, it was uh, really interesting. It's uh, every it's held every two years, so um, the next one will be 2009 in Lancaster. Oh, um, that's if you, cool. And since you guys do a lot of task-based stuff, you might be interested in going. Yeah. yeah. Um, so for those of you who are out there still, uh, <laughs> mark that on your calendar and uh, send us some money so we can go. Exactly. <laughs> We'll PayPal it. That's right. No problem. Anyway. And so uh, you were at the task base uh, conference. Conference, yes. Thank you. I was trying to think of the whole task base learning <laughs> block block conference. Uh, because? Uh, because I have just written a textbook, and that's coming out. Uh, well, it's it's actually being printed right now. It'll be available from the April semester. In Excellent. Publisher. Uh, Longman Pearson Longman Asia. Um, so that'll be available in Korea, Taiwan, and Japan. All Excellent. right. Congratulations. Excellent. Yes. Thank you very much. And so that's what we will be discussing, uh, the textbook, along with just task-based uh, learning Stuff. in general. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's go back so pe when people hear this, they'll, they'll know what to look for. What's the name of the book? Uh, the book is called Widgets, mm -hmm. and it's uh, meant for uh, oral communication in university classes. Cool. Um, it's quite different from any other books uh, on the market um, because it's um, it's not sequenced according to language, uh, increasing language complexity, but it's sequenced according to task complexity, uh, cool. which means that um, 
the, the, the tasks that the students are, are performing at the beginning are easier. And that that's where the, the complexity of the book, um, that's on. how the book becomes more complex. Um, <laughs> and, and the advantage of that is that it's, it's very useful for mixed level classes, because wow. as you guys know, in Japan, uh, often you'll be assigned, a, you know, advanced communication, something or other. Uh, but in fact, you'll have a good percentage of the the students will be painfully shy or, or mm -hmm. at a very low level of ability. Right. Yeah, uh, that's that's not just in Japan. That that's pretty much teaching yeah, all over. Pretty, yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely. Well, it it, it struck us as a big problem. Uh, you know, when my, my co-writer and I, I I've co-written it with a a guy in Okinawa. His name is Chris Valvona, um, and we had been teaching part time at universities for a while. And that was always a problem we had because we would get assigned a you know a certain level of oral communication mm -hmm. um, course to teach, and we would have to choose a text. Now, of course, there are lots of great texts out there, um, but the ones that are marketed worldwide tend to be uh, a very specific level, right? Something like uh, interchange or side by side, that kind of stuff. The, all of them are are leveled. You you've got levels one, two, three, four, or whatever. Um, which is great for certain contexts, but mm -hmm. um, in Japan we found that it was uh, not only are these texts marketed for a, a very generic kind of audience, um, not necessarily just Japan, but you know ESL in Canada or right. EFL in Spain, or mm -hmm. um, not only is that a problem, but it was very difficult to choose a particular level that would be challenging for all the students in the class. Um, you know, what teachers tend to try to do is, is target the middle, right. Um, right? but that always leaves the best students wanting more and, and, and the worst students as well. I usually try lost. to kick both of those groups out <laughs> by the second alienate class. Them. Yeah, alienate <laughs> them completely. So, yeah, well, I mean, what, so the advantage of what we've done is, is that because it's based on task rather than language ability, uh, students always understand what it is that they're supposed to be doing. The lower level students will do something right. at their level. Um, the higher level students will be able to take that task and really run with it. Um, and they'll be able to do all of this together in, in groups, right? So for example, if a task is to put together a, a, a presentation, for instance, of course a lower level student is not going to give a, a fantastic presentation, but they will give a presentation. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, according to the level that they're at, right, which is an empowering thing. Uh, at the end of the the project, you can tell the student, you know, you you can give a presentation in English, and that is inherently motivating. Um, so uh, you know, that's the the big difference and the big advantage, I think, to to our book is that it targets, uh, it doesn't target a particular language level, but rather allows um, a wide range of, of students to be mm -hmm. able to mm -hmm. uh, participate. So rather than let me try to catch it in the capsule here um, rather than <clears throat> than looking at particular language uh, functions you're looking mm -hmm. at s particular skills instead focus more on skills instead um, yes and no uh, what you're saying sounds a little like you're, you're you're wondering if it's a functional notional kind of syllabus which is right, right. something that people tend to ask um, functional notional is is a way of organizing a syllabus according to um, to, to particular um, well functions or notions, right? <laughs> uh, for, for instance, going to a restaurant and being right, able right. to order. But what what ends up happening with a functional notional syllabus is that the teacher will teach particular um, language forms to be able to to do those things. Right. 
Um, Set and, dialogues. And, exactly, right. and then and then the um, the assessment is based on on how well the students use that language to achieve the, the that particular task. Right. right. Um, whereas the task based approach goes the other way, and, and it looks at the task outcome first. So from a teacher's point of view, if you assign a, well, if you're trying to get the students, for instance, to do something authentic like um, ordering a pizza by telephone, really the, the 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 way assessment begins is would that pizza arrive. Mm -hmm. um, and, and does it have the correct toppings? And does it have the correct toppings and all that stuff, right? Right. Um, so once you start from there, that student passes, right? right, that, right. that pizza arrives, the student passes. From there, you can start then to look at the language and see, well, okay, how well did the, the student actually perform the task? Mm -hmm. So you are looking at language, um, but you're not, um, it's not like you're teaching the student the skill of ordering a pizza. They already know how to do that. Oh, right, right. You're, okay. you're allowing them to use the language that they already have to try to achieve something, um, and if they don't achieve, of course, you then you you help them, the with a stick, yeah, <laughs> which Crack! with with you know any methodology <laughs> that uh, you 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 prefer. I prefer a stick. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Um, yeah, it's it, it ends up being very motivating for students because the the way you end up assessing them is in terms of can do statements, right? Mm -hmm. So instead of mm -hmm. saying to a student something like you know your score on the TOEFL is five hundred and twenty, it's a relatively in in the grand scheme of things sort of a meaningless number. Yes. Um, on the other hand, if you can tell the student you know you can have a discussion in English, um, in in these kinds of circumstances within these parameters, you know, you you can um, talk about concrete things for a short time. It, it's always in terms of can-do statements, right, right. and and that's a, it's a really motivating thing because then the student goes off and says, hey, you know, right. hey, mom, so, I so can do this. So it's more developing language fluency. It's it's flu. Our textbook is developing language fluency. Yeah, um, a task-based approach in general mm -hmm. can be, of course, used for reading or um, you know writing. Of course. Right. Especially the productive uh, skills like writing and speaking. Um, for speaking, like I said, something like ordering a pizza is a good example of a task. Uh, for writing, you, you think authenticity. I mean, authenticity is one of the the main um, factors in task-based. Uh, in a task-based approach. So, for example, being able to write uh, some kind of form mm -hmm. or, or a check, for example, that's a, another good example, would be of a low-level task. Right. Um, so, yeah, that, that authenticity is built in. And, and that in itself is motivating to uh -huh. students also. Yeah. Cool. So let me, let's take a step back for a second. And uh, how, how long did it take you to... When did you come up with the idea? How long did it take you to write the book? How, how did you find a publisher? Well, do we want to talk about just the generality of the book first and then talk about how long it came up? Either way. Let, let's just give an overall view of what the book is about. Okay. I, I, actually, I think I can tackle both of those sort of at the same time. No, um, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, that um, task is too complex for you. <laughs> Um, see, I, I, at the at the very beginning, what what happened is we were in a classroom teaching uh, part time in universities in in Okinawa, um, and we came up with an idea to which many teachers have used in the classroom. Maybe both of you already have, uh, which is to have the students design a product, come up with a, a new invention kind of idea, right? Mm -hmm. um, and we did that in the classroom, and it worked really well. And so. Um, I thought, well, let's see if we can get the students then to make a commercial for their product, right? And that went well as well. Um, and then I sat together with Chris and, and, and we started sort of 
shooting ideas back and forth and we thought well you know why don't we do a whole product cycle you know we have the students pretend that they're working at a company this company makes sort of gadgety kind of inventions uh, they come up with a product then they have to in, in team this is all in teams mm -hmm. uh, come up with products then they have to make a decision which product goes into production then they do market research find out what people think about the product then finally they do a big commercial for the product and so we started doing this in our classroom and sort of developing it that way. This was about three years ago. So for about two years, we were using this in the classroom and, and sort of developing it. And finally, we, we sat down and said, hey, you know, we've, we've got enough material here. Let's see if we can put together a proposal and, uh, and send it off to a publisher. And that around that time, I was, uh, I was teaching at the University of the UQs and the uh, um, uh, a, a representative from Longman happened to come by my office, uh, a guy named Alistair Lamond, who was a big, big help to us. He um, basically sat down and, and gave us some advice on how to put together a proposal, hmm. uh, which is cool. really important, actually. I think this is what a lot of people who... Cool, that means he's going to come back and we'll go through <laughs> how to put together a proposal. He's at uh, Macmillan now, actually, but he was, he was a lot of help. Um, the the proposal itself, you know, the each publisher has guidelines that mm. they that are quite strict that you should follow, um, and so we we downloaded. Well, we we started with Longman basically because Alice Lemon happened to have dropped by and we liked him and we thought you know good nice straight shooting kind of guy. And so. Longman's uh, it's a small little publisher. Yeah, you know, we were hesitant <laughs> at first, but. <laughs> um, and, and so we put together the proposal and, you know, that was a lot of work and I think this is what a lot of people also don't take into account. You know, we, we have this uh, sort of romantic idea of, of a writer who scribbles something together on a, on, a, on a napkin in the restaurant and then it's this brilliant idea. Well, I, I don't really think that happens. Uh, there, there's a lot of work and, and going through putting together that those guidelines, uh, the proposal you end up refining your idea to a level that you, you, you can't really imagine before you do it. Mm. I mean, even though we had something quite set out and, and finished in a, in a lot of ways, doing that proposal and, and thinking about things like who are the competitors, the possible competitors to our book, really helped us really, really refine what we were doing. And it was something that ended up, you know, our proposal, I, I'd put it sort of on the same level as my master's thesis in terms of how much work went into it. I mean, seriously, the, mm -hmm. the research we were doing um, and, you know, how much we refined it, it took us about three months to put it all together. Wow. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I like design as well. So I, I used a page maker and make it, mm -hmm. made it look nice. So it looked like a textbook in, in the end when it... You did... Uh, a sample chapter or we did well our book only has six um, we call them stages but yeah uh, it only has six of them and they're quite long so we sent two but I think Longman typically asks for three but you know most books have around 10 12 right so that makes sense so in our case we sent two um, but you know it, 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 it it's a bit of a ju judgment call mm -hmm. depending on how your book fits into that yeah and so you sent it in and we sent it in and they lost it <laughs> <laughs> so it took a few months uh, finally we called them back again and and they, there had been a, a little bit of a, a personnel shuffle and and they did they lost it and and so we uh, uh, that ended up being a bit of a lucky thing actually because then when we called um, the uh, their research editor uh, at the time his name is uh, Stephen King Steve King um, no, no I relation. Love his stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he's a great author. <laughs> yeah, his 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 day job is uh, working. <laughs> so he um, 
because they had lost it, it, it was you know he really sort of went, oh you know I'm I'm so embarrassed. Sorry about this. Put, it, right, it wasn't right. his fault uh, right, right. himself, but uh, you know he was embarrassed on behalf of the company, which you know we we were a little angry yeah. as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, so he he said, well, I'll, I'll look at it right away, and and he did, and and oh, he liked cool. it. Nothing so. like that. See, now that's when you submit the book. Tell them they just lost the <laughs> first one. Yeah, so and that way you get pushed up to the top. We have a signed receipt saying that y'all received <laughs> it. Who's this Mickey Mouse? <laughs> But see, the danger there is that then when they do pay a special attention to it, and it's not good. Right, 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 right. So uh, make sure that proposal is is quite in depth, and you know. So when you after you sent the proposal, and how long did it take uh, you to get a yes or a no? Well, like the I second said, time. The, see, the second time, our, our situation I think was quite a bit different than the way it usually happens. Mm. Uh, they had, you know, when we originally sent it in, they had said about three or four months to get a reply. Oh, okay. Um, so you know we dutifully waited four months and then finally called him back and said uh, hello and that's when they had you know so after that it was a, actually about two weeks because okay so it was really you about did get right. thrown to the top of the line so it really was about four months so <laughs> between four and five months yeah uh, I guess they take that into account but it, it wasn't uh, so much as a straight yes at, yeah. right away it, it basically they said well we're interested we, we need to uh, they, they need to do all kinds of budget projections and oh. uh, especially in our case because it was unsolicited uh, unsolicited right, manuscript right. Well, the the publishers usually have something like a five-year plan. And they already know everything that they're publishing in that oh, time frame, right? That's good. Um, so they uh, they decided to well they they started thinking about it and they said well maybe we can insert it in there, uh, but they had to do all kinds of budget projections and sales projections and hmm. all that kind of so stuff. So as you said, it wasn't a clear yes. It was just a yes. We are thinking about yeah, using yeah. this. Basically, they said, yes, we're interested. Um, we'd really appreciate it if you didn't talk to other publishers. Um, had you sent it to anyone else? We hadn't, but actually, that's the way it's usually done, it turns out. Um, it, it's not like an academic paper where you send it to a journal and you wait. You um, send to everyone. The, the general consensus seems to be send it out, because otherwise you're waiting four months from Longman, four months from Oxford, right. and so on. And by then your your book may, you know, it's, it's time for the second printing already. And yeah. if you can get a bidding war for your manuscript, then yeah. Well, you know, the other thing with with educational publishers is that they're 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 pretty good people. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's you, you don't get into educational publishing if you if you're you know Gordon Gecko. So <laughs> um, it, they're pretty trustworthy and so on. Uh, our problem though is that we had waited four months, right. and they said, well, we're interested. And Jolt was coming up, and what we had started doing is talking to other people from other publishers, just uh, you know the sales reps, and said we have something we'd like to show people. Uh -huh. And so we started trying to set up um, appointments with with editors and so on at Jolt, which was coming up in November. This was in September when they okay. said, well, we kind of like it. And so from our point of view, if we missed Jolt, it would have been really difficult to catch all these people again later. So right. we were in a bit of a bind. Um, but they, they did eventually sort of turn around and said, okay, we we can't say yes, but we'll we'll just say we're it looks good, you know. Uh-huh. So we took that bit of a risk and, and waited and yeah, it turned out. All right. Nice cool. So let's let's uh, dive into the book again. It's called Widgets. Mm -hmm. And what is a widget? A widget is uh, a, what was the dictionary definition? I, I put this down on my PowerPoint that I was showing people. Um, a, a, a gadget that you don't know the name of, a, a sort of technology device. 
Okay. Um, what the what the book is is uh, it it sets out a kind of simulation where the students pretend to be working for a company called Widgets. Um, there is a DVD component, so as the students go through the different and and we call them stages because we it's the stages of their training. Uh -huh. So stage one, they do a kind of orientation where they meet each other and you're setting up that kind of context for the students. Um, they also meet the characters. Uh, there are five directors. Uh, four directors and the president of the company, Widgets, who appear to the students in DVD scenes. So these are the viewings or, or the listenings, right. if you want. Um, and they're pretty straightforward. It's it's basically a, you know a sort of a, a talking head at the desks. Mm -hmm. But what they do is they give instructions to the students, uh, saying you know hello, I'm I'm Felix. I'm the director of human resources. I'll be directing you through your orientation and so on and so forth. Um, and the students listen to this and then do all kinds of discussion activities based on this kind of stuff. Um, and so watching the DVD, it's nice that you have these five characters and each character, you have one from New Zealand, one from England, mm -hmm. uh, American, and so you have all these different English accents that the students are listening to and uh, responding to. Yeah, that was on purpose. We wanted to get a, a really sort of international feel to the to the characters the the book itself is written according to american english so all the spellings and so on are american english but the uh, yeah the various directors the president of the company is from new zealand the uh director of finance is english the human resources guy is american uh and one other person is is uh, from hong kong but she lived in california for a long time okay. so her accent is quite different yeah Okay, well, I, I hate to do this, but oh. uh, I know Marcus has to get to, to class soon, so uh, I'm afraid we got to cut this one short, but uh, we will definitely bring Marcus back. So get on your computer, send us an email if you have questions for Marcus. Marcos, about any of the stuff that he's talked about, or if you want to contact him to uh, let him know that you want to use his book, if you're in uh, the Asian market, please let us know. And uh, we is, will pass the email on to him. Is it up on Longman's website yet? Uh, no, it should be within a few weeks. Um, because our, our first big, we're, we're, we're just getting into the promotion now. The first big thing will be the Kotesel uh, in Korea. Actually, the first big thing is right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm imagining they're, they're going to have the website set up by Kotesel. But I, I'm not quite sure on that. Um, it, there will be a website, www.widgets-inc.com um, will be the, the website for the book, Okay. Um, but I'm not quite sure when. Yeah, we'll need to get you back in because we really didn't delve there's, there's into a the ton book of stuff more, yeah. at all. So. Yeah, I'd appreciate that. That's yeah, yeah. So um, we will definitely bring you back within the next month. So everybody out there, stay tuned and keep an eye on the site. If you have questions for Marcos at all, uh, you can also send him questions on the site and uh, in the forums. So come on in, sign up, and uh, we will talk to you later. Good to be back. Uh, see you all next week. Yep. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you later.